Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. Now, whatever test you choose to take doesn't matter though. What does matter is taking the results as a chance to do some serious self-reflection. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small-town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. So the other day, Drew and I were out on a walk and a school bus drove by and somehow we got on the topic of MASH. Do you guys remember that game we played as kids where you'd list out a bunch of things like your crushes, future jobs, the kind of car you drive, who'd be your bridesmaid, where you'd live, what kind of house you'd live in. Like, please tell me I was not the only one who did that on the school bus. And we had a good laugh at how funny kids are. But the truth is that I've always loved little things, whether it be quizzes or goal setting or even just jotting down wild dreams. And I also love me a good personality test. I have vivid, visceral memories of laying flat on the floor of my childhood bedroom, scribbling through every personality test I could find in my issue of 17 or my magazine of Cosmo Girl. And I mean, those days, those were the best. I mean, Where would any of us be if we hadn't taken those quizzes like what chapstick flavor would you be or what friend's character are you or which Disney character are you likely to marry? I'm going quick down memory lane here. I used to love those little quizzes so much. I can literally close my eyes and feel those smooth pages of the magazine and smell the DKNY apple samples right now. Now, if you're listening to this and nodding your head, I know we'd get along. There's just something special about finding new things out about yourself, even those silly, nonsensical quizzes from our teenage lifestyle magazines. There's a reason those editors place them in every single issue. They're simply irresistible. While I used to love the playfulness of the quizzes and finding out who I was as a vacation spot and what kind of latte I would be, it's evolved into my appreciation for the grittier, deeper personality tests these days. 
Like I love finding out about the things that make me tick and why, and the things I'm really, really great at and not so great at the personalities that I don't mesh well with and the journeys that my personality tends to take me down. Let's call them Cosmo girl quizzes, emotional vulnerability style. Now, I know I'm definitely not alone in this either. I follow tons of accounts on Instagram geared towards different assessments, and I've been pretty much obsessed with the whole aspect of grown-up personality tests since my sister made our entire family take the Enneagram test a few years back. And Enneagram aside, I've also been knee-deep in the Myers-Briggs test, the emotional intelligence assessment, and the human design quiz. Like, give me all the things. Over the years, I've really learned to leverage the realizations I've made by taking different personality tests into understanding my strengths as they relate to ways to up my business strategy or improve my marriage or better my parenting style, nurture my friendships, and how to grow in my own self-confidence. The way I see it, there's nothing more important than really digging into what makes you you to improve everything from your self-talk to your relationships to your strategies. If you've been looking for a way to connect with yourself, your team, or your loved ones on a deeper level, personality tests can seriously help with that. Plus, if you've been looking for a way to revisit that teenage obsession with quizzes, I promise you this is the way to do it and to actually get something really valuable from it too. So let's dive on in to today's show. Thanks to Coastal for supporting Gold Digger. What's worse, trying on glasses or a new pair of jeans? It's kind of a close tie. Now and for a limited time, they're offering Gold Digger listeners the best deal they have going anywhere. 30% off your first pair of glasses at coastal.com slash gold digger. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash gold digger. Start living a better life today. All right, let's start with the OG, the good old introvert versus extrovert label. I'll go ahead and guess here that most of us all have a pretty solid understanding of our personality types when it comes to being introverts and extroverts, right? Some of us like leading the room and showing up loud, and some of us might be a little more comfortable working behind the scenes and showing up in quieter ways. Plus, there are a lot of us who are a little mix of both. As I've grown up and grown into myself more, I feel like I've shifted. Growing up, I always wanted to be an extrovert. I wanted to be seen as someone with lots of friends and lots of laughter all the time. And I got so much joy and energy from doing all those things. Now I'm way more introverted than I used to be. Like I still love my friends. I I just keep a really tight circle, but I've learned that my energy comes to me in the form of alone time. Like give me a book and a glass of wine and maybe book a weekend alone at a hotel. Like that's my fantasy. I also used to be firmly in the camp that being an extrovert was where it's at. You know, I saw extroverts as the gold standard for people, which is honestly like hilariously silly. I think so many of us have the idea in our heads that extroverts are the bright and shiny ones while introverts are the shy and quiet ones. And that's simply not the case. There's so many benefits to both camps and having a grasp on which personality type you lean towards can really inform the way that you show up for things. I think the key here is using your introvert or extrovert label to really hone in on the areas that you shine at, not the ones that you're not so great at. Introverts, for example, might be quieter than your typical extrovert, or they might not. 
They might be loud in the life of the party sometimes, but they're always going to recharge better when they have time to process their thoughts and to spend some time alone. Like, hello, that's me. (laughs) Introverts kill it when it comes to insightfulness and creativity. They're usually thoughtful and cautious enough to make more informed decisions. And they tend to be highly empathetic and understanding of other people's values, opinions, and ideas. Now, extroverts, on the other hand, are usually going to get their biggest inspiration and energy sparks from working on teams and spending time with other people and expanding their networks. They're usually really great communicators and connectors, and they're the ones that you can count on to coordinate ideas and make things happen. They're usually open-minded and ready to walk into every door they can, which makes them a star conversation starter. When you remove the stigmas placed on these labels, it all comes down to what I believe is the main question to help you land on the discovery of if you're more introverted or extroverted. Do people give you energy or do they take your energy? Do you recharge and refuel when you're with people or is alone time something you crave to get quiet with yourself? If anything, 2020 really forced us to understand ourselves a bit better. There were weeks on end when I didn't leave our house beyond our daily walks outside. And honestly, I didn't mind it one bit. I love just being with Drew and Coco. And I didn't really miss the daily interactions that naturally come when you're out and about. Now, Drew, on the other hand, he missed seeing people. Like he's the kind of guy who can small talk with literally anyone. And so it was hard for him to live that more isolated lifestyle that came more easily to my introverted self. When you do a little research and feel like you've figured out which camp you're in, it can be entirely freeing and help you to create a life that supports where your fuel comes from. Knowing I'm more introverted has helped me a lot when it comes to realizing my boundaries and reflecting on my skill set and honing in on what I really need help with, which has in turn helped me as a mom, a wife, a friend, a sister, a daughter, and a CEO. I've linked to an awesome introvert extrovert quiz in today's show notes at jennacutcherblog.com slash personality. That's jennacutcherblog.com slash personality. And it's a 21 question quiz. And it confirmed that while I do have a few extroverted tendencies, I lean more towards being an introvert. It asks questions like, would you prefer a weekend packed with social plans or a weekend with zero plans? Would you rather listen to an interesting lecture, take part in a lively discussion and so on? It's super quick and it's a really fun quiz. Now, however you want to approach it, I encourage you to do some digging when it comes to being an introvert or an extrovert and just start reflecting. Do you spend too much time with others when you really need some extra time to yourself? Do you need to look for more room for your creativity to shine? Are you ready to make a big jump in your career? Do you hold a limiting mindset about one type or the other? And are there ways for you to learn more about the strengths of both extroverts and introverts in order to grow your confidence? All of these things, they can show the reflection of your personality type big time. Like one personality type isn't better than the other. And plus, who says you even have to identify with just one of them? But taking some time to discover where your personality fits can be a huge help and asset for you. Now, next up, it's time for the fun part. Make a latte, open up your computer, and take all the tests. Man, the internet is truly a goldmine for personality tests. From the Enneagram to the Myers-Briggs test to the Emotional Intelligence Assessment, there are so many resources that let you truly dive into yourself. My team and I, we are huge on personality tests, and we actually use them to be better team members to each other and to show up with more confidence in our own strengths. 
For instance, we love talking about our Enneagram types and our emotional intelligence results because those help us to seriously connect on a deeper level when it comes to personal life and work life. The other day I was chatting with my integrator, Marissa, who is my right-hand gal in the business. And she told me she recently retook the Enneagram and discovered that when she was super honest with herself and her responses, she actually wasn't a three, the achiever, like she had thought she was the helper. And that makes perfect sense to me. That's absolutely who she is and what she brings to our team. And she sent me over her full results and it was super awesome for me as a leader and as a friend of hers to understand her even deeper. It's funny because sometimes we have preconceived notions about what outcomes should be most desirable or what we hope to be named and claimed. But the more open and honest you are about your scores and your results, the more human connection comes into play and the more you can understand how you operate on a human level. We love using those realizations to tap into our strengths, our weaknesses, our communication styles, and our work methods. And it's been so helpful for each of us. And I'd recommend it to anyone and especially to any team. If you're wondering what I'm really even talking about when it comes to these personality tests, I want to dive a little bit deeper. My personal favorite and my team's is the Enneagram test. This is something that I literally bring up all of the time, as do many other Enneagram lovers. And I've literally made people take the test because I just want to know their answers. A few years ago, we were on a trip with my best friends from college and their husbands, and I made everyone stop, pour a glass of wine, and take the test so that we could talk about it all together. It's honestly been this tool that's helped my marriage. It's helped my family's relationships so we know when to step in and support or when to challenge one another. And it's been this fun way to understand how others see and perceive the world. Now, you might have heard me refer to myself as a three, the achiever. Maybe you've heard or seen others listing their types in their Instagram bios like two W7, meaning two wing seven, or any other combination of numbers that relate to their personal results of the Enneagram test. Maybe you've even taken the test before after some prodding from a colleague or a friend, and you've got your type, but you don't know the depth of what those results actually mean. Well, I turned to the Enneagram Institute at enneagraminstitute.com to summarize it for you. They're the experts in this space. They say that there are nine distinct personality types. And as a child, tons of factors form your one dominant personality type. Now, genetics do play a role in personality type, but environmental factors, nature versus nurture, as they say, impact your dominant type as well. I also found it interesting when I first started learning about the Enneagram and looking at the research behind it from the Enneagram Institute that people do not change from one personality type to another. Now, you're probably like me and the thought of being locked into one personality type, like one label of that type for life, feels like you're being put into a box with no way out. But that's not what the Enneagram is about. At EnneagramInstitute.com, they say that, quote, It is common to find a little of yourself in all nine of the types, although one of them should stand out as being the closest to yourself. This is your basic personality type, unquote. So while you may see elements of yourself in the descriptions of all nine types, it'll become super clear after reading your results that you do have a dominant basic personality type. The nine personality types, according to the Enneagram, are the reformer, the helper, achiever, individualist, investigator, loyalist, enthusiast, challenger, and peacemaker. So how do you figure out your type? You'll take a 20 minute or so, sometimes it takes a little longer test, and you'll answer questions that will ask you to pick between two options. 
For example, a question might ask you if you are usually sure of yourself or if you're not typically super sure and confident. You might answer a question where you have to think about whether you're usually appreciated for your conversations or for your quiet generosity. The whole test will have you scratching your head and sometimes you'll have to get real honest with yourself. Even though it might not sound so great on paper or be what you hope is the honest answer, the more truthful, the more accurate your results are. When you're done, the test will have put you in one of the nine different types. Now, like I've mentioned dozens of times, I'm an Enneagram three, otherwise known as the achiever and learning more about my personal Enneagram type has helped me make big strides in understanding my healthy and my not so healthy behaviors. And it gives you so much insight into why you might think or show up or attack life in the way that you do. Now, the cool thing about it is that it gives you wings or secondary traits that connect you to the other types. And I've definitely found myself leaning on other wings in this season where I feel like my identity is shifting a little bit. I think it's important to point out that just like views of being extroverted versus introverted and which one is, quote, better when it comes to entrepreneurship, it's also not hard to get caught up in thinking that there's this ideal Enneagram type for starting your own business. And I want to shut that down literally right now, right here. The Enneagram Institute says it best, quote, no type is better or worse than any other. While all the personality types have unique assets and liabilities, some types are often considered to be more desirable than others in any given culture or group. Furthermore, for one reason or another, you may not be happy being a particular type. As you learn more about all the types, you will see just as each has unique capacities, each has different limitations. The ideal is to become your best self, not to imitate the assets of another type, unquote. Learning about your basic personality type through the Enneagram can help you become your best self while giving you tools to understand and connect with other types. So I'm a three, but Drew, on the other hand, is a type one, the reformer, also known as the perfectionist of the personality types. Once you know your type and the type of your partner, your husband, wife, coworker, or friend, you can use the relationship type combinations on the Enneagram Institute website to gain an understanding of what each type brings to the relationship, as well as the potential trouble spots between those two types and even their research-backed analysis on how one type might view the other. Drew and I, we have absolutely used our Enneagram results a lot along the way to understand each other better and the way that we want to show up in our marriage. Like the way he thinks there's this absolute right or wrong way to do things when I think there's always a gray area or how I need to be doing something that I feel like I can check off my list each day in order to feel valuable. It's been an amazing tool to understand why we do the things the way we do them or why we think the way we think. And I 100% recommend that if you want to understand your partner or spouse or mom or coworker better to do this assessment. Basically, the Enneagram fits you into a descriptor based on your type, right? You might be an achiever like me, a perfectionist like Drew, an enthusiast like my sister or something completely different. I could sit here and talk about this all day. Trust me. It's been such a great way to unlock so much about myself and you can use your Enneagram results to help you manage relationships, to find a better work style and reflect on yourself way better, way more in depth than finding out what kind of latte you are. If you ask me now earlier this year, my team and I all took our emotional intelligence assessments as a part of our corporate training. Our entire experience learning and studying ourselves and emotional intelligence for us was a huge game changer for a lot of us, both personally and professionally. 
Entrepreneurship is all at once exciting and joyful and empowering while also having moments of stress and isolation and fear. Managing those feelings and emotions on your own isn't easy and mental health can impact how you show up for yourself, your family, and your business every single day. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You connect in a safe and private online environment and start in under 48 hours, all without ever having to sit in a waiting room or change out of your work from home uniform. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor at any time. If depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, family conflicts, or other challenges are impacting your ability to show up as your best self, turn to BetterHelp. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash golddigger for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. There are some things that are just too tricky to buy online, or so I thought. Glasses and sunglasses used to be one of them, but I just did a virtual try-on with my phone using Coastal.com's advanced technology and really helped me to figure out which pair of sunglasses looked best on my face. At Coastal.com, you can get prescription glasses starting at $9 with free shipping and 60-day risk-free returns. You don't have to spend hours at the store or hundreds of dollars to get a new style. Just go to Coastal.com, pick the frames you want, enter your prescription details, and your glasses will arrive in just a few days. When you buy a pair from Coastal, you can donate a pair to someone in need in just one click at no extra cost. They've given more than 470,000 pairs of glasses to people in need across the world. Promise you the sun is coming back into our wintry world soon, so I am thrilled to have a new pair of sunglasses for that first warm vitamin D filled day. Now and for a limited time, they're offering Gold Diggers the best deal they have going on anywhere. 30% off your first pair of glasses at coastal.com slash gold digger. Get free shipping, 60-day risk-free returns, and 30% off at coastal.com slash gold digger. Discount applied at checkout only for a limited time, spelled C-O-A-S-T-A-L dot com slash gold digger. Some restrictions apply. The emotional intelligence assessment is structured a lot like the Enneagram, but it focuses more on, you guessed it, emotions. It's almost like an IQ test, but for the way you think and respond to things when it comes to your heart, not so much your head. You'll get an emotional intelligence score that helps you to understand a little more about four major categories, your own self-awareness, self-management, your social awareness, and relationship management. Emotional intelligence is one of those things that we're not taught to focus on as much as we grow up. And honestly, I think we should be. Emotional intelligence or the ability to empathize, understand, and recognize behaviors is a key marker for people in a lot of ways. Usually a higher emotional intelligence score typically means that you're healthier mentally, stronger in your relationships, and more confident in yourself. Plus, emotional intelligence can be improved on over time. If you're low on emotional intelligence in a particular area, you can actually strengthen it. So when you take the assessment, you'll get the score and you'll be able to see a little bit more about what areas you might be really, really great at and what areas you're kind of lacking in. 
It's all really based on the idea that your emotional intelligence defines way more of your life than you might think, which is honestly really obvious when you actually start to think about it. My team actually worked with an emotional intelligence practitioner. Her name's Tico Nejan. She's a dear friend. And she not only allowed us to take the EQ assessment, but helped us to fully analyze and understand what our personal assessments meant. I have two full episodes on this show with Tico that I'll link in the show notes for you because they are a deep dive into the different areas of emotional intelligence and what it actually means. If I can be a little vulnerable here for a moment, I have to admit something that maybe you've done too when it comes to personality tests and the results that we receive, but it can be so tempting to sift through each line item and description, seeking out the results and the rankings that feel most complimentary. The results that validate our own sense of greatness and the things we're strong at, but The real benefit of these tests, especially the emotional intelligence assessment, is seeking out the areas where we are not strong and choosing to understand why that is and how to improve. So for me, my lowest scoring category of emotional intelligence was a category called reality testing. And that describes the capacity to remain objective by seeing things as they really are. This capacity involves recognizing when emotions or personal bias can cause one to be less objective. Now, when I learned this was my low area, it honestly made total sense to me. Based on where I was raised, where I live, my current lifestyle, I can honestly be out of touch with what others are navigating emotionally, and I can struggle to understand their situations fully and with empathy. Now, we also learned as a team that most of us like to consider ourselves flexible, but when we got our assessments back, we realized that we really aren't all that flexible. We're flexible when we're in control of what the changes or pivots or shifts look like. So now as a team, we prepare to be more flexible and to flex that muscle a bit more in order to strengthen and challenge ourselves. If there's one test I want for you to take above all others, it's emotional intelligence EQ assessment. However, full EQI 2.0 assessment does come with a high price tag because it's often paired with coaching, like through our practitioner, Tico Nejan, and it takes about 30 to 45 minutes or longer to just complete the assessment itself. I encourage you to go to jennacutcherblog.com slash EQ, take a look at the chart showing the core competencies and subcategory to determine if those are areas you'd like to dig deeper into in order to understand and improve your own emotional intelligence. I also linked an EQ assessment that's similar to the one that my team took. It's going to provide you this overview of your results for free and provide a complete report for a small charge. Do you want to seek out a robust assessment and report? Look for a practitioner who offers the EQI 2.0 assessment. Now, whatever test you choose to take doesn't matter though. What does matter is taking the results as a chance to do some serious self-reflection. I am a big reflections gal. Like I've always been being still with my thoughts and being introspective. It's my jam. And I'm undoubtedly sentimental and love getting deep and vulnerable with others. It's easy to reflect on a lot of things, but I'll be completely honest here. Self-reflection itself has been really hard for me to do sometimes. Maybe you can relate. There've been times where I can get super vulnerable about my body or a fertility journey or my relationships, but actually taking the time to look deep into myself, to see where I struggle or to own the areas that I'm challenged in, well, that can be really hard and feel really tricky. Honestly, personality tests have really helped me to get better at it because with all the praise and the goodness come the areas where you don't shine quite as bright. And that reality is just part of being a human being. 
When you take a round of personality tests, whichever ones you choose, try your absolute hardest to take the results and just sit with them for a while. Don't just move on the second you see an area of weakness or a space you could improve. As long as you've answered honestly, there's a pretty good chance that the test results are going to highlight everything from your biggest strengths to your deepest weaknesses. And that's the whole point. Instead of trying to run from what makes you the person you are, using things like personality tests can make you a lot more aware of those internal tangles that you might not have noticed before. They might show you coping mechanisms or signs you're not doing so well or bad habits you tend to fall back into. If anything, they might help highlight why you struggle in the ways you do, making you feel less alone and more open-minded to acknowledge areas that don't come so easily for you. The easy thing to do would be to use your weaknesses as an excuse. Like you might even run the risk of those weaknesses listed in your results becoming this self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like reading your horoscope, seeing it's a two-star day and deciding, well, what's the point of trying to show up as my best self today? You don't have to give those aspects of your results that power or control. Instead, you control how those results inform and power your next steps. On another level, your results can be really helpful for highlighting the things you're a total rock star at. Things like the Enneagram are super beneficial for understanding why you excel in certain tasks and know how to communicate the things that come natural to you and help for you to put your energy and your focus in the places where you shine. When you take those results to heart and you spend more time diving into those areas of your life that really light you up from the inside out, The ability to do that improves everything in your life from the second your feet hit the floor in the morning to the second you crawl back into bed at night. So we've covered a lot here. So let's do a quick recap and leave you with some homework. Introvert, extrovert, type three, type two, wing three, high score in self-regard and self-actualization, low score in reality testing. Now you've got all these different results, whatever they look like for you. How can you put a plan in place to learn and leverage those results for success in business and relationships and for life as a whole? Start with these three steps. First, open up a Google Doc or a paper journal and note your results for a particular test at the top of the page. Record your unfiltered reflections on those results. Did you discover you might actually be an introvert parading around as an extrovert because you thought an extrovert made you a better leader? Have you finally gotten to the core of your personality with the Enneagram, but find yourself cringing at the weak points of your type? Why? The first thing you want to do is reflect on your results without judging yourself. Second, turn to the experts for deeper study. Now, I am not an expert in the Enneagram or emotional intelligence or any other personality test. I'm a marketing expert who is also an eager student of these types of assessments and those who coach and teach on their principles. I love following Sarah Jane Case at Enneagram and Coffee on Instagram. She also wrote The Honest Enneagram, which is super readable and it's a digestible study of the Enneagram. Daniel Goleman is a go-to expert and author of several books on emotional intelligence. Our friend Tico Najan is also working on a new platform called Class with Tico that will bring together training and lectures on emotional intelligence in an independent learning community. Hasn't launched yet. It's due anytime winter 2021, but you can join the list now at classwithtico.com. Now, finally, another journal prompt for you to help you turn your personality test results into a greater success at work, in relationships, in life is to answer this. In the last three to six months, what activity, relationship, obligation, project, endeavor, or opportunity felt out of alignment? 
we all know that gut feeling, right? When something isn't meshing with our hearts or our minds. So did anything in the recent past give you that feeling? Could be an event you attended, a commitment you made, an email you responded to, a client project you accepted. Now analyze that out of alignment event or project in the context of your personality type. My podcast producer, Kylie, said once she realized that she was truly an introvert at her core, she could make better use of her yeses. Once she gave herself permission and stopped agreeing to obligations and shiny opportunities that taxed her introverted nature, Kylie freed up emotional, mental, and even physical energy to pour into the projects that would give her the sparkling magical success in areas that actually did feel aligned versus draining that energy into things that only seemed like they should align because they aligned for other people. The action steps for this episode are about being honest and unfiltered with yourself and truly reflecting on what you've learned. That is when personality tests truly unlock your potential for sparkling and magical success. Speaking of successes, if you're not exhausted from all the different personality quizzes mentioned in this episode, I have one final quiz for you to take. It is my very own secret sauce quiz, which will help you find and discover what sets you apart and connect you to the top resources that will help you based on your results. It is my favorite entry point into all of this. And it's a super fun way to get connected to other episodes or resources that can help you with where you're at in your journey. Head to secretsaucequiz.com. Take the 10 question quiz. Again, that's secretsaucequiz.com. All right, my friends, I have talked on personality tests for so long now that I am so ready to scroll Enneagram accounts on Instagram for the rest of the day. Might even order the Cosmo Girl book of quizzes while I'm at it. But seriously, I hope that this has been really valuable to you guys. I hope that you are ready to dig into what makes you you with the help of some smart tests and the deep results you might just get. The thing is, we're not meant to know everything about ourselves from the jump. Tools like the Enneagram and the emotional intelligent tests are those kinds of things that encourage us to pay attention to ourselves and to our hearts and to our heads. And there's nothing more valuable than that. So go take all the quizzes your heart desires, follow all the personality accounts on Instagram that you can find, and then let me know, what did you learn about yourself? I know that it'll be so, so worth it, my friend. And until you tune in again, I cannot wait for you to fall deeper in love with the person you are. Till next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 